0: welcome back this is your go-to podcast for anyone craving fresh ways to apply god's word to your everyday life and together with inspiring and just riveting guests we see how our ordinary and even messy moments can become platforms for the miraculous today is no exception I am with my special guest and friend, Teresa Mills. You know, this is our last week of what I've been calling our Hometown Heroes series. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to the previous episodes, you're not gonna wanna miss Pete Deshaud. He talked about surviving just a horrific accident when a plane crashed into his home, taking the life of his daughter. And he shares in vivid detail just what it feels like even to be a modern day Job. And then Dr. Angela, Uh, just gave us so many rich insights on living a a purposeful, intentional life. And then Kim Bond, founder of The Beaded Miracles, shared her story as a brain tumor thriver. Well, today I'm just so honored to, to have Teresa with us, I want to just read you her bio and then we're going to just get right into this interview. You're going to really love just hearing from her and her story. Well, Teresa is a dynamic on air radio personality. She's heard in over a half a dozen states along the East Coast and she's been sharing about the goodness of God for over 15 years. Teresa has a heart to unlock and unveil vision in others. It's her desire that everywhere she speaks, those in attendance would experience true healing and life change by discovering or rediscovering a fresh passion for Christ and an understanding of their identity and purpose in him. You know, in a world where you can sometimes feel overwhelmed and stressed, Teresa's voice speaks peace to the storm. She has a divine gift of timing and an ability to speak life into her listeners. And let me tell you, I have personally heard her speak. She's spoken at our church, and what a blessing she was to our women. We often wonder where God is in the middle of a bad situation. Teresa can answer that from firsthand experience, and she's going to talk a little bit about one of those seasons today, from nearly losing her young daughter in a car accident and the unexpected loss of her husband early in their marriage, as well as the heartbreak of her stillborn nephew. Teresa's journey through tragedy and brokenness has led her to discover that God has a bigger purpose for our pain. Not only has Teresa experienced great loss, but has an even deeper revelation of the beauty and purpose of each and every life and the incredible goodness of God, the power that we have through his word. Because of her life experience and her deep reliance on Jesus, she strives to share God's love with everyone she meets. Her words truly are arms of compassion for those in need. She speaks at churches, conferences, jails, recovery facilities. Her presentations are customized and designed to capture the heart of any audience. And I'll make sure my show notes include how you can book Teresa to speak at your next women's conference or event or church. But Teresa, I am so glad you are here. Welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast today. I am glad to be here with you. I'm excited. Well, you know, I'm blessed to live in the same town. I get to hear you on PR. I was just <laughs> listening to you this morning. and uh, But for people who maybe don't know you or, or have not had a chance to be acquainted with you through the radio station or speaking, you know, tell us just a little bit about yourself. I know you're right here from Fredericks, Virginia, but anything you'd want our listeners to know. Yeah, well, I've been a Virginia girl from birth, so this is my some
1: experience living in Virginia. Um, I have two uh, grown kids. They're in their early 20s, and uh, I absolutely love this region. While I love to travel, I'm glad that I, I make Virginia home. Mm. And uh, I think it's, it's important because I've been here for such a long time. Uh, I've been able to establish great relationships, which gives you... Um, the opportunity for people to allow you to really speak into their life because Mm. you've established that relationship over time to where they see that when you say something, you mean it. And I love that in this region, God has given me a voice that I can share his truth and people listen Mm. because, you know, consistency over time, they've, they've seen you go through difficulties. They've seen God work in your life and they're willing to hear what you say because they've seen your life. That's true. like, I just show up on air out of the blue, but I've been at that same radio station for almost uh, 19 years. Wow. So over time it is, it's just something, especially during the difficult seasons in, of life for, for all of us combined when we go through things, it's wonderful to know that I can share his hope and his life and, and people hear it. And some people who've never known the station still stop in and mm. discover it and find hope. They're looking for Jesus anyway, mm. whether they know that or not. True. They're looking for hope, but we point them to Jesus, which is the only place to find that true hope. So that's a joy for me. Mm.
0: And, and I, was, I was about to ask you how long you've been here because my husband and I have been pastoring in Fredericksburg. This is our 25th year, believe oh. it or not. I know. Nice. So both of our kids are about the same age. And I feel like I've just listened to you on the radio as long as I can remember. So really, almost the whole time we've been here, you've been a host there. And my son is 20 and my daughter's 23. So I think we're tracking just about the same. Our daughters are the same age. Yeah. Yep.
1: My son is 26. And um, yeah, it's interesting because I started at that radio station um, on a Friday to be introduced to everyone. And then on that Tuesday was actually 9-11. Oh. And so only two days into that job is when 9-11 happened and immediately I saw the impact of Christian radio. Mm. So many people were calling, so many people were scared, not knowing what the future was holding, what was happening. Um, we had people calling not only for prayer, but requesting songs that they knew would bring comfort and um, truth in music. And So from the (laughs) get-go, it was like, all right, Lord, I know you've called me here. And I just watched how God reaches the hearts of so many people. He's so true when he says that he is near to the brokenhearted Mm. and that he is comforter. And again, like I, I said earlier, a lot of people begin looking. They don't realize they're looking for God when they start looking for comfort or peace or hope, but they find that he's the one that, it's found in and often for me being a Christian radio it's the simplest place for someone to come first before they even get to a church or somewhere else because sometimes their car radio happens sure to fall on the radio station and they hear that so i consider it a joy from the very first moment i walked in the doors to see god moving through uh
0: through his music Well, as a musician myself, you know, I led worship for over 20 years and I believe strongly in the power of music, especially the power of worship and and just encouraging positive music. I bet even now with, you know, with all that we're dealing with the pandemic, you're probably seeing some of the same trends as you saw in 9-11 of people needing encouragement, comfort, just this lack of stability and uncertainty that we're all feeling you know that unsettled feeling I, I imagine you're even sensing that again now it's definitely
1: true and what's interesting is a lot of the music i was talking with uh, a band recently Ren collective mm-hmm. and they talked about how the holy spirit was really leading them in this direction of songs about revival but then also in their music it was a clear call to choose to worship over choosing to worry. Mm. And what was so interesting to me is a lot of these songwriters, prior to what we're currently in the middle of, we're hearing from the Holy Spirit the songs that we're currently singing oh. that, are, that are blowing our minds like Waymaker, yep. like See a Victory. It's almost as if God says, will you hear my voice? Mm. If you'll hear my voice, I want to give you the tools now that you will need when the time comes, because he already sees the future. Mm. He already knew this pandemic was on its way. And I, be- I believe that he began prepping his people mm. with songs of worship, even raise a hallelujah. Yep. You know, if you're going to let your weapon be a melody, you've got to fight against the fear. You've got to fight against the oppression. And many times in this scenario, the depression, Mm. And for that spirit of heaviness, you've got to put on that garment of praise. And I think all of us have been challenged, whether you've been walking with the Lord for 50 years and you are strong in your faith or whether you are just searching. All of us have been challenged not to allow fear to overwhelm us. We've all felt pings of fear Mm. and we have to choose. It is a choice to put our focus on God and to worship him rather than anchor down into worry and start to let it overcome us and Mm. to feel despair. And uh, I truly believe that praise positions us in the protection of God. Absolutely. In the providence and the provision of God. it's when we keep our mind on him that he promises that we'll have his perfect peace. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I don't have that perfect peace every day. It is a challenge every day to keep my mind stayed on Him through what I'm watching, through what I'm listening to, through the time that I get to spend with God. When I don't, I can tell you, I can feel that peace kind of,
0: yes you've got to stay filled up every day. <laughs> That's so true. That is so true. And, and I know beyond the radio station, you, you're, a lot of people know you locally and know your story and know a little bit of what I shared in your bio. Mm-hmm. Um, and in just as Dale and I have been in the public eye here in our same town, you know, people watch they have a front row seat to our lives is That's basically what it is. And for myself included, we watched you, Walk through some really difficult seasons, and you were even on air through some of that. So, um, I know you've experienced some real challenges in your life, and you know we like to talk here in the podcast not only about the tough, messy moments of life, and there are many, but right. how, like you just said, how can we choose to hold on to hope and peace and encouragement, and and to find the miracle of what God was trying to do in the middle of all of the uncertainty even in now we may not see it immediately i love what you said about the sensitivity and the leaning in of even some of these songwriters to get the prophetic voice of god prior to when we would even need it right and it may be six months from now from or a year from now but I believe there are going to be things that are going to happen in people's lives that would not have otherwise happened had we not walked through this pandemic. You know, we we can't always control what happens to us, That's right. But we can control how we're going to choose to kind of walk through it, and what the fruit or result of that thing is going to be. So, I'd love for you to just speak to kind of and um, and your own words in any way that you want to, Teresa. Just elaborate on what I know was a a, a very difficult time in your life, and uh, then I'd love to know what you felt like the Lord really said and did, especially in the way that he proved himself to be miraculous in your life. Right. Well,
1: probably the biggest part of my story happened in 2006, and um, it was an accident that occurred. My husband was actually working for my father, and there was a piece of machinery that malfunctioned, and um, in an instant... My husband um, passed away, and it was uh, nothing that anybody could have expected nor changed. I got the phone call at work uh, from my mom, and she said, there's been an accident in my first response, thinking it was my dad. Um, and she says, no, it's John. Mm. And I said, is he okay? And she couldn't answer. She just kept sobbing. And Ugh. so that was my uh, introduction to something terrible had happened. And I finally asked the question that I didn't want to ask her. And I said, mom, is he alive? Mm. And she just kept crying. And so I hopped in the car. I worked about probably 15 minutes away from where my parents lived, where my husband was working that day and, uh, got there in a little less than 10 minutes. (laughs) Mm. Um, but in that moment, I mean, my entire life changed. And uh, John was only 36, I was 34, so wow. we were young and had two young kids. My, my daughter was nine. My son had just turned 13 six days before this accident. And, um, you know, everything that I had believed as far as, you know, we will live a long life, 120 years on the earth, you know, I totally mm. had been believing that was challenged in this one phone call, in this one moment. And when I arrived there and I saw my husband, I mean, he was already with the Lord. It was very clear that there was nothing that any of us were going to be able to do. Um, on the way there, I was believing for the miracle yeah. and, and praying. But when I got there, there was this knowing, no, this is, he's he is with the Lord. Hmm. And the strangest thing happened to me, in that moment i mean i'm I'm crushed, I'm devastated, and yet at the same time, I feel the grace of God stronger than probably I've ever felt in my life mm. and I felt him holding me up and literally giving me strength and um, I remember just falling to my knees right there, and a song came to my heart. It was an old song from Jackie Velasquez that something to the effect of, you know, all of my hopes and my dreams and my best laid plans are slowly slipping through my folded hands. Mm. So I'm going to lay it down. And there was a line that said, you know, even if the sun doesn't come up, I will still praise you, God. And I had remembered immediately verses in Habakkuk that said, you know, though there be no cattle in the stalls or crops in the fields or whatever it was, The message was, no matter what, yet will I praise you, oh God. Mm. How I had the presence of mind to do that. How in that moment, the Holy Spirit just rushed all of that knowledge to my spirit for me to be able in that moment to just say, God, I can't do anything about any of this. I've got to lay it down and give it to you. Because I knew I needed his strength. And you know, one of the things that I share with so many people all the time is, if you don't believe God is good, then you will run from him rather than to him. And I'm thankful that I had the knowledge that God was good. I had been taught that for a long time. Um, but I had believed it. And in that moment, he gave me the grace to remember he was going to be the source of everything I needed. He is comforter. Hmm. He is my strength. He is my sanity. You know, he would give me peace in my mind. And I still, to this day, do not have any comprehension of how how you, no one thinks that they can withstand that. No one. You don't even want to think about it because you, your mind can't comprehend it. And yet in the moment I felt God, so real and so strong. And in the midst of that, it doesn't mean I was not completely broken. Because when they look at you and you're 34 years old, And they say, where do you, what funeral home do you want us to take him to? Where do you want him to be buried? And I have to make the decision only hours after I just arrived to the scene. And I have to tell them this information. And I'm the one that has to, I'm like, those kinds of things just, you don't even feel like you're in a real scenario. Your mind is blown. Mm. And yet I thank God for clarity of mind and to be able to say those things, but at the same time, I don't even think what I was walking in felt real. It just, there was a supernatural strength that can only come from God. Hmm. And I believe that God does prepare his people for things, even if we don't recognize it. Because a couple weeks prior to that accident, I had just heard simply one word, prepare. And I didn't know what that meant. I think a lot of times maybe we don't understand, but God, he is preparing us. Mm. He's doing things in our heart. He's giving us little signs and and things. And I had shared with my coworkers, I just feel like God's trying to prepare us for something. I don't know what it is. And mm. You know, I kind of said that. And um, right after the accident, one of my coworkers came to me with tears. He said, I can't stop thinking about what you were trying to tell us that God was trying to prepare us. But even in that, though, I didn't understand, though I didn't maybe actively engage in a preparation for something that I couldn't see coming, God had been preparing my heart, preparing my spirit, um, strengthening me prior to me, even knowing, and it was very visible. I, you know, I was on the air and I had, only two weeks to not be on the air before oh, yeah. we come back on. And, um, but the outpouring of people from the just listeners who wrote in and sent cards was amazing, but it's also where I discovered that there is something called a prayer covering. Hmm. And I discovered in that moment, why it's so important for us to pray for people when they go through difficulties and tragedies, we think, well, what good is it going to do if we pray? Let me tell you. I want to tell you firsthand what it does. I could feel depression and I could feel despair. It was almost like hovering right over me to where if I turned, I knew I could just embrace despair or embrace depression. But there was something about this prayer covering. So many people praying for me that it was like it could not overtake me unless I chose to embrace it and just let it come all over me. And I know that there are people who feel like they don't even have a choice and that it just overtakes them. And I understand that there's no condemnation for that. God still brings us out of that. But in this moment, I could so feel that God's people were praying for me and they were positioning a covering over me Mm. to where I had the choice to choose to continue to trust God and run after him or to embrace complete despair. And it was only about two weeks after John passed away that there was a special service at church that I decided to go to. And the minister there said, do you believe the best is yet to come? Hmm. And silently, I'm saying to God, how could you possibly, God, hmm. ask me to dare to believe that? That's not even fair, that you would even ask me that question at hmm. this point. And I felt it very strongly again. Do you believe the best is yet to come? And again, I said, God, why, how could you ask me this? And the third time I felt such an urgency with it It says, do you believe the best is yet to come? And I dropped to my knees and I wept like a baby. And I said, fine, Mm. I believe the best is yet to come. Mm. And I felt him speak deep in my spirit. And he said, good, because if you didn't, you would call me a liar. Because I said, I know the plans I have for you, plans Mm. to give you hope in a future, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I began to think about that. And I said, God, I don't know how it could be, but I've got to trust you. If you're a merciful God, this doesn't look merciful, but I have to believe that perhaps you see things in the future that we don't. And that perhaps this could have been the most merciful time the most merciful way. I don't understand. I'll never have answers to the questions, but I've got to trust you in the process. And I believe it was people praying for me, God preparing our hearts. When you when you seek after God, when you love him, and even if you're not getting it perfect, I'm not saying if you have a quiet time every day for 30 minutes and you stayed in the word every day, that then God will. God is a merciful, heavenly mm. father. And if you love him and are seeking him, even if you're not getting it perfect, I believe that he protects us and prepares us. And those of us that pray, when you pray for people, you are establishing an a angelic spiritual protection over people that they can then make the decision to trust God in the midst of it, to seek him or not. And they don't have to be immediately overcome by something because we have power when we pray.
0: That's so powerful. And one of the things that struck me, I got goosebumps a couple of times when you were talking. And um, you know, you mentioned almost like if, if we do our quiet time, if we do this, if we check all the boxes, somehow I think we can develop the the wrong mindset that's somehow immune to challenges of mm-hmm. life.
1: Yeah.
0: And then if and when, you know, um my husband just started a series on James and um, you know, the different passages that say count it all joy when you face trials. I mean, we don't like those kind of passages, but the truth is we're going to go through trials. If we don't think we're going to go through them, then when they hit either, like you said, we start doubting the character of God, right? Or we become self-doubting and imploding. Maybe I didn't do something right. I didn't pray enough. I didn't, you know, the, the challenge is it, life is tough and this is not our permanent home this is our temporary home and i just thought that was an interesting piece of revelation that you spoke to that we can quote unquote do it all all the things right right yeah and our child still goes prodigal we can Mm -hmm. quote unquote do all the things right and a freak accident happens and takes your husband you know our father-in-law died suddenly in our home, four in the morning, almost Mm -hmm. 11 years ago now, and Dale had to do CPR and it was just it's yeah, he was older and I'm not saying that makes it any easier or harder, but I think when something's so sudden to hear you speak to I, I I can't even wrap my head around what is happening and I have to make these decisions. I've never even thought about these kind of decisions. Right. Do you feel like and you spoke to this protective covering that you could sense prayer was giving you do you feel that there were moments where you were there was it a you also spoke to process I guess I'm wondering is and Tammy Trent spoke of this a little bit too having lost her husband that there were kind of these mile markers almost if you want to say because I think everyone's journey of grief and loss can be very different right and it's I think it's interesting for me in ministry one size does not fit, fit all when it comes to grief and this process. And so maybe speak to that for a second and where you feel like there were critical moments that it could have gone either way. I know you've shared when you spoke at our church about a really interesting kind of miraculous event that might seem small to some people, but I, I want I wanted to say it happened to do with your roof. Oh, yes. And just... To me, those are like the fingerprints of God. Yes, that you have the initial crisis, for example, that took place in in your life, but then there's mile markers all along that you have to continue to surrender whatever emotion you know the the first of everything, the first Christmas, the first birthday, the anniversaries, wow. the all of those tough moments, and then I think there's just other waves of that happen that are. Continued surrender moments, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, maybe speak to that for a minute. Take us past kind of that initial onset of crisis and, and obviously the prayer that, that blanketed you and your own choices and, and, and what was already within you that came up. I think that's critical too. Yeah. But then, as, as time passed and as things moved on, how did God continue to reveal Himself to sustain you in those seasons? I think
1: it's very true that everybody has their own path and and how God walks them through that. He's such a good God that he knows us individually and what we need. And I think one of the challenges is, one of the challenges is to dare to actually believe God. Mm. And it's really hard in the face of things. And, you know, when the Bible says not to worry, we see that, but yet we worry. Um, been there, done that many times. You know, but God has never been um, vague with us when it comes to life challenges. He mm. says, in this world, you will encounter tribulation. Yep. But take heart mm. I have overcome the world. So that's not vague. Um, in the Bible, it also mentions, um, I think it was Paul speaking, and he said, Brothers and sisters, we don't want you to be uninformed. Mm. We were under so much pressure that we even despaired of life. Mm. That's but good. it was so that we would see the glory of God. That we would, mm. you know, uh, even David said, um, "I would have despaired, I would have lost heart, if I had not believed mm. that I would see the goodness of, of the God. Lord
0: mm. in the in land the of the yeah. living."
1: Wow. So very clear, God says, look, you're going to go through, you're going to go through stuff. You're going to go through trials that almost overwhelm you that you don't think you can handle, but take heart. Mm. I am with you. And so one of the verses that I held to as a widow was that God was a husband to the widow Mm. and a father to the fatherless. And if that was true and his word is true, then I need to hold him to that and, and believe it. And if he says that he's my provider, I need to believe that and hold him to that and say, God, you said, I didn't say this about you. You said this about you. Hmm. You'd be a husband to the widow. And the story of my roof is phenomenal because my husband was a landscaper and roofer. His name was John Mills. And God promised that he would be my husband. And it came time, my house needed a roof. And I said, God, you're my husband. If my husband was here, he would put a roof on this house. Mm. I have to trust that you're my provider and that you're my husband. And I don't know how you're going to do it, but I thank you for it in advance. I have to believe his word. And yes, worry was there. Yes, I had fear, but I had to bring all those thoughts and fears back to what does God's word say?
0: Mm. And
1: it's a yo-yo for me sometimes, a seesaw. I'm trusting. I'm scared. I'm trusting. But we have to keep coming back Mm to the truth we know. And so I had someone come look at the roof and um, try to make this as fast as possible for the story But I see some shingle samples on my front porch. And I called them and I said, I don't see the estimate here for the roof. And they said, that's because there isn't one. Hmm. God told us years ago that when it came time for you to need a roof, that we were gonna bless you with the roof. Wow. Now, I don't know if you know that roofs are like $10,000. They're a lot of money. And, and I couldn't believe it. I was overwhelmed and I had a hard time receiving it. Hmm. But when I did and I hung up the phone, the name of that company was John Mills Roofing. My husband's name was John Mills. There's no relation. Wow. And God spoke to my heart. and He said, your John Mills couldn't put it on for you. But I had another John Mills lined up to make sure you would have a roof when you needed it. I have a brand new roof and pay a dime. God did that for me. Wow. He promises that he will be provider, that he will be near to the brokenhearted, that he will be comforter, that he will be husband to the widow. He promises these things. We've got to find out what did he promise us and hold to it. Mm. When everything else seems crazy, when we're on the yo-yo of fear and worry to go back and find out who did he promise to be because he never breaks a promise.
0: And you said prepare. You said that many times in this in this podcast. It's really standing out to me. God had prepared that years in advance. And yes. and the the knowledge of that to think God prepares for what we need before we even know mm-hmm. we're going to need it. And the fact that you had not only the, the faith to dare to believe for, but you asked God, God, I need this. I don't know how it's going to be provided for me. And, And that's, it seems childlike faith in a way. And yet that's the kind of faith God says we have to go to him with that. He, he already knows he's providing, he's preparing a way. And maybe if nothing else, someone needed to hear today and all of this uncertainty that we are all facing right now, that none of us were really uh, if you want to say prepared for that, nothing catches God by surprise.
1: Yes, amen. and He's
0: preparing in advance. You know what already we're going to need, and that just spoke volumes to me today. And this time is flying. I wish I had hours and hours <laughs> with you, Teresa. But um, I know that you are making your life matter for the kingdom in so many ways uh, through your, you know, your shift every day on the radio station, and I know speaking, you know, to women and to audiences. Is there anything else you'd like for for people to know? How can they connect with you before you pray over our listeners today?
1: Uh, It's easy to connect with me. It's Teresa at WPER.org. You can email me anytime. And, And I love being able to share what God has done and encourage other people and to remind you that we're not powerless. We're not hopeless. God has given us tools to use. His word is a weapon Our praise is a weapon. And I want to remind people that, especially women, we are so responsible to take care of our families. And we want to nurture them, protect them. But you are a mighty, fierce woman of God. Mm. And there are times none of us feel like that. But that's who he's created you to be. He's given you armor. He's given you weapons. And it's not just for men. It's also for women. Amen. And he's asking us to stand up, to rise up and to dare to believe him. And mm-hmm. when you do, I mean, you are armed with faith, like a shield. You have his word as this offensive and defensive weapon. So I just, I love to encourage people with that anytime I can. So I you to know that there's a purpose for you being here.
0: And isn't your conference that you do with Lisa Kratz Thomas, that's two fierce women, two fierce mamas.
1: Mm-hmm. is that right Teeth mamas yes
0: so if they're interested in booking you for that or you speaking individually like i said we've had you at our church and as you guys can tell just listening to her for a little bit number one she's you're so calming i feel <laughs> calmer than i did before i talk with you today but just your steady resilience in the middle of trial and turbulence i think is is such a needed message to any of us right now. And so I just want to thank you, Teresa, for your consistency. Mm. Like I said, I've had a front row seat to it. You're the real deal. And you've so ministered to my life in so many ways. And now I know you have to so many others that are going to hear you today. And Mm -hmm. thank you for just taking this time to talk with us. And I just wonder if I can just close our time with you praying over our listeners today. Yes.
1: Well, Father God, thank you that you have invited us to come boldly to your throne of grace. I love that about you. We don't have to come as beggars or wondering if you hear us, but we can come boldly to our Father God. And I thank you that we can do that. And Lord, I pray right now over everyone listening to the sound of my voice, Lord, that they would know that they are deeply loved by you and that your perfect love would drive out every fear and every anxiety that is within them. Lord, that they would have a hunger to seek after you, to to know your character for themselves, to discover that you are good. Things in this earth may be bad. Lord, there may be bad events, but you are good. You are the one we can run to to find our peace, our hope, our comfort. And Lord, I am thankful that when we come to you, we are praying about things maybe that we only just found out about, but you have known all along. And the moment we bend our knee, you already have the answer on the way. And Lord, when there seem to be delays in the answers, I thank you that we recognize that there can be spiritual opposition. And we just simply praise you in the time that it takes the answer to come. But we would not doubt. We would cling to your promise. We would cling to your word. Lord, I pray comfort and peace for each one listening today. And a fresh understanding that, Lord, you've given them power through your Holy Spirit, and that, Lord, we can do mighty things on this earth when we simply allow you to live in and through us. It's in
0: Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining our conversation. I'd love to stay connected, so be sure to visit angeladenadio.com for my books, blogs, and free goodies. And find me on Facebook at Angela Donatio BOV and Instagram at Angela Donatio. If you've been inspired to make life matter, leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's keep discovering miracles in life's messy moments.